No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where Samson poses a riddle to the Philistine men attending his wedding, and his wife reveals the secret. We hope you'll join us now as Pastor Daryl continues in Judges chapter 14 on Simply the Bible. Compromise never occurs all at once, but bit by bit, no one ever falls into major sin overnight. They get there by making many little compromises along the way. To the casual observer, everything may appear hunky-dory, life as usual, but deep within the heart of the person, dozens, if not hundreds of little compromises have been made, so that it is only one little step over the edge. When our children were young, we visited the Grand Canyon. Of course, peering over those cliffs takes your breath away. Our son Justin was small, fearless, and quick. We warned him to stay right with us. Of course, he wanted to go closer to the edge than we would permit him. Then the tour guide explained to us that more than a dozen people fall to their death each year having their picture taken. Can't you just see it? One more step backward, honey. Just one more step. Honey? Honey? Samson was a Nazarite from birth. He was consecrated and set apart for God. But with this privilege came responsibility. He couldn't eat or drink anything from the vine, nor could he cut his hair, nor could he touch any dead animal or human. To do any of these things would compromise his consecration. But Samson wanted to experience life on the other side of the tracks, so he pushed the boundaries. Each step of compromise seemed tiny, but it brought him a little bit closer to the edge. Yesterday, we saw that Samson fell in love with a Philistine woman in Timnah. He told his parents that he wanted them to get her for him. When it came time to make the wedding arrangements, Samson went to Timnah, but on the way, he was attacked by a lion. So he tore it in two with his bare hands. Now we continue in Judges 14, verse 8. After some time, when he returned to get her, he turned aside to see the carcass of the lion, and behold, a swarm of bees and honey were in the carcass of the lion. He took some of it in his hands and went along eating. When he came to his father and mother, he gave some to them, and they also ate. But he did not tell them that he had taken the honey out of the carcass of the lion. Why was Samson concerned about the lion's carcass anyway? As a Nazarite, he knew that he was not permitted to touch any dead animal, but he was curious. I can relate to Samson. I was raised in a Christian home, but I was curious about the things my friends were into that I was taught were wrong. That curiosity led to experimentation, and that got me into much trouble. Perhaps Samson told himself, I will only look at the lion's carcass. But when he saw the swarm of bees and the honey in the carcass of the lion, he couldn't resist scooping up some of that sweet deliciousness and eating it along the way. Sin tastes sweet. 
at least at first. When he met up with his father and mother, he gave them some of the honey. But he didn't dare tell them where he got it, for they would never have eaten it, considering it to be unclean. And Samson knew that his parents already had a problem with him marrying the Philistine girl. Have you ever noticed that people who enjoy their sin want to share it with others? That was just one more step of compromise for Samson. So his father went down to the woman, and Samson gave a feast there for young men used to do so. And it happened when they saw him that they brought 30 companions to be with him. It is interesting that Samson's father went down to the woman. There is always a downward progression to sin. Abraham went down to Egypt. And now Samson's dad went down to Timnah to get a Philistine woman for his son. The Philistines gave Samson a bridal party of 30 men. Now, did he look lonely or what? But these weren't real friends. Then Samson said to them, let me pose a riddle to you. If you can correctly solve and explain it to me within seven days of the feast, then I will give you 30 linen garments and 30 changes of clothing. But if you cannot explain it to me, then you shall give me 30 linen garments and 30 changes of clothing. And they said to him, Pose your riddle that we may hear it. So he said to them, Out of the eater came something to eat. Out of the strong came something sweet. Now for three days, they could not explain the riddle. What motivated Samson to pose this riddle anyway? He probably wanted to show them up. In a spirit of youthful bravado, he presented a riddle to outsmart them. And it would also be a good way for him to pick up some new clothing on the side. Samson probably thought that his riddle was very clever, and these Philistines didn't have a chance of ever solving it. But it came to pass on the seventh day that they said to Samson's wife, Entice your husband that he may explain the riddle to us, or else we will burn you and your father's house with fire. Have you invited us in order to take what is ours? Is that not so? Here's the problem when we begin to make friends with the world. The world doesn't play by the same rules. We follow a code of conduct that is the word of God. But the world does not live by that standard. We get upset when they don't play by our rules, but how can we expect them to do that? Samson's Philistine companions were so treacherous that they threatened to cremate his bride and father-in-law if she didn't discover the secret of the riddle. They were turning the heart of his wife to treachery against him, and Samson was clueless. Then Samson's wife wept on him and said, You only hate me. You do not love me. You have posed a riddle to the sons of my people, but you have not explained it to me. And he said to her, Look, I have not explained it to my father or my mother, so should I explain it to you? Samson's girl really poured it on. You don't really love me. If you really love me, then you'd explain the riddle to me. There are no secrets between lovers. Don't you love me, Samson? For a time, Samson resisted her enticements. Now, she had wept on him the seven days while their feast lasted. And it happened on the seventh day that he told her because she pressed him so much. 
Then she explained the riddle to the sons of her people. This was Samson's weakness. He couldn't stand firm against his wife's complaining, pleading, and weeping. How many men have followed in Samson's footsteps? This great man of strength, who could rip lions in two with his bare hands and kill 1,000 Philistines with the jawbone of a donkey, was a pushover at home. He was unstable as water around the charms, the coaxing, and the crying of a woman. I have seen men lose everything important because of a woman. Others manage to hold on to their career, but they live their days in misery at home because they fell for someone to whom they were physically attracted, but with whom they had nothing spiritually in common. And the same could be said of good women who have sacrificed everything for bad men. So the men of the city said to him on the seventh day before the sun went down, what is sweeter than honey and what is stronger than a lion? And he said to them, if you had not plowed with my heifer, you would not have solved my riddle. Samson knew immediately that his wife had betrayed his trust. Perhaps it was an idiomatic expression in that culture, but calling your wife a heifer doesn't sound very complimentary. This whole affair was beginning to look to Samson like a bad deal. Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon him mightily, and he went down to Ashkelon and killed 30 of their men, took their apparel, and gave the changes of clothing to those who had explained the riddle. So his anger was aroused, and he went back up to his father's house. And Samson's wife was given to his companion, who had been his best man. Now, this was how God used the situation as an occasion to move against the Philistines. Samson had a debt to pay. So he went down to the Philistine city of Ashkelon and cracked the skulls of 30 of their men just to get their clothing. Samson's anger was hot, so he didn't return to his bride. Instead, he went home. But Samson was unaware that his wife's father gave her away to his best man. So how was all this working out for Samson anyway? Short answer, not so well. Samson was learning that the Philistines couldn't be trusted, not even their beautiful women who pleased him. God allowed Samson to experience failure to teach him a good lesson. But did he learn it? Likewise, God will speak to us through his word. He will warn us by his Holy Spirit and by other Christians that he puts in our path. But if we continue through barricade after barricade, then he will allow us to fail. And we may fail big time. Why does he do that? To teach us that our way brings disaster. Only commitment to him and to his way brings success. Samson liked to give a good riddle, but he himself was a riddle. How could someone so physically strong be so morally weak? If Samson was consecrated, then why did he compromise? How about you? Are you compromising your convictions? Are you playing with fire? Like most boys, our son Justin liked to play with matches. One time, he thought he would light the toilet paper on fire while it was still on the roll. Suddenly, it caught on fire and he tried to throw the whole burning mass into the toilet. Unfortunately, it burned the toilet seat on the way down. 
He tried to scrub off the black stain, but to no avail. If you play with fire, sooner or later something will get burned, and eventually it will be you. Rather than playing with fire, we should seek to be on fire with the Spirit of God and with a holy passion for Jesus. If we're on fire for Him, then we won't have time to play with the enemy's fire. But if we compromise our convictions, then one day we will take just one more baby step backwards only to fall off the cliff. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow, we will see where Samson takes revenge on the Philistines and they respond in like manner. But the Lord continues to help Samson overcome them. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Judges on Simply the Bible. (laughs) 